0: I think one of my earliest memories, obvious, is is honestly playing softball in the backyard with my dad. Um, That was something that just from day one, when I was three or four years old, he was always in the backyard playing with me.
1: Those early games of catch for Maris Bolins and her dad, Gary, just a couple of years after her life started in a Russian orphanage. And it led to a standout softball career at Allman High School in the Quad Cities area. And now, her fourth year coming up this spring for SIU Softball, playing the outfield for this week's guest on the Saluki Standards podcast, Maris Bullins. SIU Softball, can't wait to have it back Friday at 9 a.m. The season finally gets going. And then the first home game will be the Coach P Classic against Austin P, beginning on uh, February 26th, with five games at home coming up here in two weeks. Before we get into Maris and our conversation, a reminder that McAllister's Deli in Carbondale is the healthy choice option of Saluki Athletics. Consider your last-minute meetings, get-togethers, or celebrations handled because McAllister's brings their best to every event. From delivery and setup to big appetites and the smallest details, McAllister's has you covered. Go to McAllister'sDeli.com backslash catering and let's stay connected. Maris Bolins on this week's Saluki standards podcast, the outfielder for Saluki softball. The career's gone fast. It's crazy to say she's a senior, but uh, here we are. Uh, Maris, welcome. Is it, is it crazy to you to say that you're a senior now?
0: Yeah. I mean, I can remember as if it was yesterday that I was a freshman just coming into school. You know, not knowing what to expect school-wise, softball-wise, but um, the journey definitely has been one of the best experiences of my life, not only academically, but also um, athletically and just honestly overall um, coming in, having built-in friends um, that we'll have memories with for a lifetime and um, being able to travel um, with softball And, um, obviously then too, the main reason why I came was finding out what I wanted to do with my career and choosing to go the pre-med route has been such a blessing. So overall it's been, it's been really fun, but like you said, it's gone so fast.
1: Obviously you've, you've got some brains going into the medical fields. Uh, (laughs) what's your experience been with that at SIU?
0: Yeah, it's been good. Um, I've had, um, amazing teachers over the past four years. Um, all the resources, advisors, um, coaches, athletic advisors, friends. Um, I've just kind of had the whole package when it comes to academics. Um, I'm currently in an exercise science major. Um, so that has kind of been, um, a new perspective on my pre-med route. Um, I've learned a lot of the PT aspect and the exercise portions of it. And also joining, um, strong survivors program is, a program that Dr. Anton runs, which we get to help cancer patients actually um, train and uh, we help them form exercise programs so that they can get kind of back to their normal lifestyle. And that's really helped me um, in the pre-med route too, just kind of um, picking different routes and seeing uh, different options. And then um, hopefully after I graduate this May, um, a possible job opening as becoming a medical scribe that has been kind of up in the air. So that's another, uh, route I could potentially go. So overall, um, the experience academically has been, has been good for me.
1: Dr. Anton's going to be pumped. This is two of the last three weeks. We've had strong survivors (laughs) members on this podcast. We had Emma Ballman on a couple of weeks ago.
0: (laughs) It's a great program. I love it. It's so much fun.
1: Where do you see yourself in the medical field, uh, five, six, seven years down the road?
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping to do pediatrics. That's what I, um, have kind of, I've grown up kind of knowing that I wanted to do something with, with kids. So that's kind of the route I'm, I'm wanting to go. Obviously, once you get into med school, there's so many different options and, And I've heard so many stories of people saying, Hey, I've wanted to go pediatric route and then they end up in surgery or something completely different. So obviously I'm keeping my mind open with it. And, um, just kind of seeing where life takes me at this point. But, um, I would say my number one choice right now would be pediatrics.
1: Sure. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Um, well, before we get into some of the stuff that's a little further down the road, I do want to talk about the start of the season uh, a little bit before we get going. Um, uh, obviously, a, a weird off season last year gets cut short because of COVID. Uh, what have you noticed the biggest differences have been in the preparation for this season versus the other seasons you've been at SIU?
0: Oh, gosh. I would say, honestly, not much has changed. Um, I would say going um, from year to year, obviously, we have to adapt to the COVID restrictions, those COVID rules. But I would say as a team and as um, a softball unit, I would say that our practices have been pretty much the same that we have been in the past. Um, We have a very, very solid group this year, and I'm super, super excited to start the season Um, I would say overall, I think the biggest difference for us is our energy level at practice. Everyone is so excited to practice again. We're obviously super, super excited that it's game week. Um, as you can tell, I literally can't stop smiling about it because I'm so excited, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's been a long time coming and we're overall just super, super excited to get back on the field and compete. Obviously all of us are competitors, um, just as much as our coaches are. So, Um, I would say the overall training process has been pretty similar that it has been in the past.
1: So do you feel as prepared as you normally would for first pitch?
0: Yeah, I, I would agree a hundred percent that we're ready to go. I think hitting, hitting wise, especially I've noticed that there have been many improvements this year. Um, Obviously our pitching staff is, is spot on. We've had scrimmages these past few weeks and they've just been on fire. So the pitching staff, knowing that they're coming back strong, is Is, real, is helping our confidence, confidence, obviously, and then our defensive um, aspect of the game. It's been super strong um, this preseason and and even last fall. Um, I think the one the one aspect um, that has changed a lot and has helped us a lot is our communication. Um, we do have a young team. We have a versatile team this year that. There's many players that can play every position. Obviously there's so many different rotations that we could have this year. So it's, it's comforting and, and it helps with our confidence, knowing that we have so many components to our team this year, that, that, you know, we're so strong in every aspect of the game. So I feel that our team is prepared. Um, I know that we're going to go into it and have a bunch of fun this weekend, um, down in Mississippi. And we're just, we're just ready to compete again overall
1: who's getting the better of who right now the the pitchers or the hitters and the scrimmages
0: (laughs) I would say honestly the pitchers kind of had us at the beginning but then you know obviously like the game you get more comfortable you get you know you see the pitchers once or twice and then you know you get the hang of it but the pitchers overall are they are really killing it this year so I'm excited to see to see them compete in our games
1: I'm I'm sure if Carrie's listening to this, she's saying good answer. Good answer. (laughs) Uh, What's the, what's the biggest improvement you feel like you've made individually heading into year four now?
0: I think honestly, my confidence, um, freshman year coming in, obviously you come in, you know, a little timid, I would say just because you are a freshman, it's a new feeling, but I think overall, um, each year for me, my confidence has has grown tremendously. Um, last year before our season was cut short, I think I, I personally felt like I was kind of on an uphill from there. Um, in my offense defense. Um, but I would say for me overall, it would definitely be my confidence that his, has that kind of went uphill as coming into my last season.
1: Mm-hmm. Just, just thinking about your game overall. Um, you know, I, I've seen you play quite a bit, obviously, but maybe everybody has. not how would you just, uh, sum up your game overall? How would you describe your game?
0: I would probably say I'm a more defensive player. Uh, player Um, ever since I was little. I love the outfield. I love running after balls, diving after balls. That's kind of my thing. So I would say overall, I'm a more defensive person. Um, Jen Sewell obviously has helped me tremendously with my hitting skills, slapping, um, and she has really helped me gain confidence in that aspect of it. Um, But I would say definitely overall, I'm a more defensive, defensive player
1: you you mentioned how, you know, you, you've been a slapper. Um, but I got to ask you about that, that first career home run last year at home. Uh, do, do you feel like you've started to generate a little bit more power from that left side?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say, um, obviously with COVID and not, not playing, um, for 11 months now, um, that definitely has, you know, not really positively or negatively affected it. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of helped me work on my game a little bit and work on my, those hitting skills that I needed to do. Um, especially when I was at home, um, one of my old high school, um, friends coaches, um, he has a, he has a hitting place back at home. So he'll always let me go in and hit, which is super nice. So I've been able to work on the the power aspect of hitting, Um, I, I do think though that I am more comfortable when it, especially like in, um, tight situations, I am more of kind of that slapping, uh, mode when it comes to that. Um, just because I feel more confident in doing it, but I would say overall my hitting, uh, power has improved. Um, I'm now kind of working on, you know, getting more of those line drive hits rather than, you know, the fly balls or the ground balls, obviously. So, um, but I would say overall, overall, it's, it's gotten better each year. Probably
1: uh, what were you feeling when you were circling the bases that first time when you, when you had your first career home run,
0: <laughs> first of all, I remember thinking to myself, I'm running way too fast around the bases. I mean, I need to slow down and kind of take in the moment. No, but, um, that was definitely one of the, one of the, the highlights of my, of my career so far here at SAU. obviously going to the tournament, that was by far the best experience of, of my life. But, um, hitting that home run at first, I didn't even know it went out. Honestly, (laughs) I was rounding first and, you know, just hoping for a double or, or a triple. And then, and then I remember hearing everyone screaming and shouting that it went over. So finally then I could, could slow down and, and run, uh, around the bases then, but it was definitely a good feeling. That's for sure. And, and then obviously, Um, just improving every game from then and and obviously I I'm not the type of hitter that tries to hit home runs you know that's not really my role but you know it happens every once in a while kind of like kind of like it did for me so it was a good feeling and and definitely I I hope to get another one this season
1: (laughs) well yeah you 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 talked about how you know you're kind of a line drive hitter it feels like you've worn out that left field grass throughout a lot of your career. But, uh, that one got out so fast. You didn't really have time to bat flip it or anything like that.
0: <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Um, yeah, no, it, it definitely was a moment that, you know, it, it surprised me obviously, but it was also a moment that it's been a goal of mine ever since I was a freshman. I just, I've always told myself, I just want to get one, just one home run in college. And, and, and that was, that was the game. But yeah, well, like I said, I'm hoping for another one this season, but, um, if it doesn't happen, that's fine too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess more uh, prototypical of, of your approach was you, you, talked about the NCAA tournament, the walk-off that you had against Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what, what are you feeling in that moment? That was the school's first uh, NCAA tournament win in a long time. I'm sure that's not going through your head, but, uh, a, a really cool moment for you there too.
0: Yeah. Um, I still watch that video to this day. Um, it's kind of my motivation every day to just keep, keep grinding and, and keep, uh, keep working hard. Obviously no one wins the game with one hit, but um, that was a moment that, that really it's going to stick with me forever. Um, that was a cool moment for me uh, personally, but it was, it was also one of the best moments for our team as a whole. So um, I give credit though, to our whole team, obviously, without that effort, um, and without each and every one of their, their hits, their, their outs, their plays, their pitches, obviously I wouldn't even be put in that moment. Um, but overall for me personally, that, that was, that was one of the coolest moments of, of my softball career.
1: Hopefully you guys get a chance to go back there again this year. Um, what qualities do you think this team shares with that team that went there a couple of years ago?
0: I think overall, again, the confidence, I think we, I think we know and we kind of understand that, you know, we, we are where we're at because we do work so hard every day. Um, I also think though, that, that not only do we have our strong hitters coming back, strong pitchers, you know, strong fielders, but we really have bonded. And I truly believe that, you know, if, if you're one team and and you can bond, then you're unstoppable, you know, There's just something about it that, you know, when you're playing with your best friends every single day and, and you get that opportunity to compete with each other, it just kind of meshes and it all falls into place. So I think, I think the biggest thing for us this year is going to be, you know, bonding on the field, but also off the field. Obviously it's been more challenging with COVID um, not being able to see, you know, see each other off the field as much, but I think we've found ways to get around that and, and really, um, bond when, when we are together. And, and we understand that, you know, challenges are going to come adversity is going to come, but we also know that that we're a great team and, and we know how to overcome those challenges.
1: How have you gotten creative and found ways to bond, even though you can't see each other as much?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, obviously one of our, our uh, pregame thing, our pregame, uh, warmups was, Obviously, sitting in the locker rooms, jamming out, that sort of stuff. But, but we found other ways. I mean, I would say the the biggest thing is is even in the fall, we would have practices where afterwards we we'd stay at the field and you know play you know throw a football around or play frisbee outside. You know, socially distance and and um, finding new ways like that. I think the biggest thing is is even though we can't see each other physically we can still communicate with each other still, you know, FaceTime or, or even, you know, get on, get on Netflix parties or stuff like that, where, where we can still, we can still bond with each other, even though we're not physically together.
1: For sure. For sure. Uh, one of the, one of the signature things I think of when, when you guys swarm up is the, uh, the hacky sack, is that allowed this year?
0: Oh yeah. Yep. We've, we played, uh, we played one one or two games uh, this year so far um, before practices or scrimmage games. But I think so far, um, I mean, we played it and it seems to it seems to kind of get our nerves down, I think, um, and kind of those jitters out before the games. But it's also a funny, a fun way to, you know, get some laughs and giggles too before, because obviously. With softball is one thing, but hacky sacking with our team is a, is a different <laughs> it's a different story. So, um, it's definitely it's definitely a way to to bond um, in that aspect and kind of just have fun before before the games.
1: A quick break from Maris Bullins. Bud Light created a seltzer so satisfying it will have your taste buds going wild. Bud Light Seltzer is the official seltzer of Saluki Athletics. Now back to our conversation with Saluki softballs, Maris Bolins. I I first became familiar a little bit with your story in 2018. I think your freshman year, uh, the old sports info director, Tony McDaniel wrote a story about, uh, you coming from Russia, being adopted, uh, you and your brother. Um, uh, what do you remember about some of those early days when, when you first came over to America and living with your adopted family?
0: Yeah. So I was adopted when I was six months old. So obviously I don't remember a lot of that. Um, but ever since I can remember, my parents have always told me that I was adopted, you know, they've never, they've never uh, shied away from that. So it was kind of something that I didn't really have to get used to because it was kind of the only thing I knew, you know, um, being adopted as a baby, I didn't know that, you know, I had other parents somewhere else, but, you know, these were kind of my new parents that, you know, I, I lived with. So my parents that adopted me, obviously they have, they have been through, through it with me for everything. So, um, I would say overall, um, I think one of my earliest memories, obvious is, is honestly playing softball in the backyard with my dad. Um, that was something that just, from day one, when I was three or four years old, he was always in the backyard playing with me, playing catch, hitting me fly balls, stuff like that. And, and he kind of helped me, you know, grow love for softball and kind of is why I'm kind of in it today. And, and the reason why I do still play is because of kind of because of him. And, and I think that was probably the earliest memory that I have, um, of being here. But, um, one of the cool things is I have, videos of Russia when I was over there and the whole adoption process. So I've watched those before, which is super, super cool. Um, of when my parents went over and got me. Um, but I would say obviously being here in America, it's, I don't know any different because I I grew up, it's been my life. So I don't really, I don't really compare my life, you know, as, as if, I'm kind of adopted, you know, as if I'm adopted or not adopted, um, sort of, it's just my lifestyle. So,
1: right. Right. You know, no different. different.
0: I don't know different. So the
1: the video, is it like old camcorder footage that your parents were taking?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I haven't watched the videos in such a long time, but the one thing I do remember is one of them is, um, a video of my parents standing in the orphanage um in this literally this four white roomed like white walled room that um and then the people bringing me and my brother in um to give me to my parents and um so that was kind of that was a very eye opening video to watch and then um another one I remember is my parents took a video of them kind of traveling over there and, and just seeing all the different buildings and, um, that sort of stuff. Um, and then obviously, um, before like your parents go over and adopt you, they send videos to their parents, like to the parents to see which kids they are going to get. And it's kind of a funny story. My parents were supposed to get two boys and they sent the wrong video and sent my video instead. And my parents couldn't say no. So really it's kind of been a blessing because I really wasn't supposed to be here, but, (laughs) but um, no, but it's, it's definitely cool um, to tell people that I'm adopted from Russia. Obviously if if you look at me or hear me, I don't don't think I look Russian or, you know, sound Russian or anything. So when I tell people that they're kind of amazed by it, but um, it's definitely a cool part of me that that I get to tell people
1: have you been back?
0: No, no. So, um, I definitely want to in the future. That is something I've, I've always wanted to do. And it's something that me and my parents have talked about doing, but, um, just with times right now and, and obviously my busy schedule with softball and school, um, I think it's just a thing, you know, to wait till I'm older, obviously to, you know, kind of take it all in and understand where I came from. So,
1: right maybe you'll go over, pick up a a little bit of an accent, and then people will believe you a little (laughs) bit more when you say you're Russian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, with, with your brother and then, you know, two other siblings that are boys growing up with all boys, how'd you, uh, how'd you fit in with uh, the rest of your siblings growing up?
0: (laughs) I think I I fit in just, just fine myself. No, me and my brothers would, would always play baseball or, um, I was kind of that tomboyish, uh, child growing up. I always played flag football with them or basketball. And, um, I remember even my, my brother's baseball team, their, their coach is one of our good family friends. And he even asked me to come play baseball with, with their team rather than playing softball. And, um, so no, I think I fit in, I fit in pretty good with my brothers. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way though. My little brother now, Carson, he's, uh, he's 13, which is kind of crazy at this point, but, um, he's been kind of, I mean, we're best friends. We're inseparable. Um, it kind of reminds me when I was a little kid, I'm always the one hitting him, hitting him fly balls in the yard. And he's, uh, always pitching to me. And we go on golf, you know, golf outings and different things. So, um, growing up with brothers though, was, was definitely fun. So, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, thinking about how, um, how your family of, I guess, six ended up. Um, I mean, how much curiosity did you have about what life would have been had that not happened if you had been in Russia?
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that, that runs through my mind. Um, honestly, more than I would think, you know, um, but I just look at it as it's been a blessing. Um, coming over here, obviously being adopted. It was kind of, I look at it as, you know, it was my second chance at life and every day that I'm here and, and every opportunity that I get, I, you know, I never try to take it for granted because my life could be so different today. You know, I don't know where I would have ended up or, you know, I could, I could still be in Russia for all I know. So, so, you know, getting this opportunity to even talk to you and, and play softball here at SIU and go to school and, And just kind of follow my dreams. Like it really has been the biggest blessing in my life. And, and it's something that, that, um, I won't ever take for granted because, you know, a lot of people don't get the opportunities I do. So it's something really special. Um, it's something that obviously I think a lot about, but it's something that, that I don't let it negatively affect me because I think some people could take it in a negative way and it could be kind of a sad thing, but for me, I look at it as, as, um, a positive, a positive contribution and in a positive outlook on life. So, um, for sure. yeah,
1: for sure. I, I asked you before we started recording a, a little bit about, uh, the story of your biological family, you said you were, you were cool with talking about it. So I'm, I'm wondering, um, you know, how much <laughs> curiosity was there about, you know, who your biological family was and who your biological parents were and where they ended up?
0: Yeah. So I, um, I really haven't wanted to, you know, kind of know who my biological parents are just because like, I'm so happy with my life now. Um, I haven't really, you know, compared like, Oh, what, what would my mom and dad be like back in Russia? It's not really something that I think a lot about. Um, but we were actually, my dad was helping me get my passport when we actually went to our on our Mexico trip a couple of years ago for softball. And he came across, um, he was looking through my birth certificate and came across my mother's name actually, and found, um, actually someone on Facebook by that name. So, um, that's been kind of, Kind of a curiosity is is you know could that be my mom? I don't know. Um, I haven't I haven't decided to reach out or my my parents haven't decided to reach out. I think that's something that that if I do decide to do one day, then then cool. But it's not something that I'm I'm want to do today at this moment. Just because um, this is the only life I've ever known. Uh, my parents are the only parents I've ever known, so I wouldn't want it any other way. And, but I do think that, I mean, it would be cool, um, on Facebook, obviously it says she works at some shipping cargo place in Moscow, Russia. So, I mean, it could be my mom. I don't know, but, um, it's something definitely one day. Um, if I do decide to pursue that, then, then obviously, um, the time would be right, but it's not ever something that, that I think about doing right now at this moment.
1: I I feel like a lot of people want to make the comparison to, uh, since you're playing softball and there's a famous baseball player named Roger Maris or was that, that maybe you were named after Roger Maris. Do you have any idea where your name came from?
0: (laughs) That's actually funny because my dad has always said that that's who I'm named after is Roger Maris. And so my high school, uh, coaches, they used to call me Roger all the time. Um, one of my old ASA coaches, travel ball coaches used to call me Roger. And obviously my mom disagrees with it and says that I wasn't, it was just kind of a unique name, but my dad lives by it. That I was, I was named after him. So (laughs) I I don't know, I don't ever know, but, (laughs) but it's definitely something that, that obviously baseball, softball related, um, something that's kind of cool. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But probably not intentional
0: probably not. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You've, uh, you, you've mentioned your parents a couple of times. I, I saw in your bio, they're both probation officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that would lead me to think that maybe they were strict with, with your kids. Is that, is is that correct? Or is that a total bias stereotype and assumption that I'm making there?
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um, No, I think if you asked my dad, he'd say he wasn't a strict parent at all, but I think from my perspective, he was, um, but no, he really only wanted the best for me. He wanted the best education, um, the best route to, you know, for school, for college, for softball, for everything. So, um, no, I definitely was the kid though, that, that I played softball on the weekends. I came home at night and I did my homework and that was kind of my routine, but, um, No, my, my mom though, she, she's, uh, definitely the parent that, you know, she's more lenient with stuff. We, we go out and get our nails done or, or go on little shopping sprees or whatever. So, um, she's definitely the non-strict parent. And my dad, I would say he would be the strict parent, although he'd probably get mad at me if I said that. So, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I would definitely say he was, he was strict parent
1: can't can't wait for the kickback when he hears this
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know
1: i, I mean I, i'm sure they've uh they they've seen some things working in that line of work what stories have they shared about uh, uh working as probation officers
0: oh yeah they uh they see some pretty um crazy stuff um obviously Um, as their job, they can't say a lot, um, just for confidentiality purposes, but there have definitely been, you know, some stories, obviously it's, it's more to protect us and to protect their kids. Um, knowing that there are some people out in this world that, that, you know, don't always have it together, you know, do bad things. And I remember honestly, (laughs) I got my first speeding ticket when I was in high school. And then a year later, almost to the day, I got a second one. And I remember my dad, um, he actually took away my car for my senior year of high school. And I think it was kind of the probation side in him that, you know, we don't break the law or, you know, speed and stuff like that. Obviously, um, I don't break the law obviously, but, um, they definitely have seen stuff that, you know, it could be very scary at times. Um, My dad has, his, you know, they go on home visits. My mom and dad both went on home visits and, and they, they've seen stuff from, you know, guns and, and stuff like that, that, you know, could be life threatening. So, um, it's definitely helped them, them put life in, into perspective. And, but they've also helped share their, those stories. So, um, it teaches us kids lessons, not to do, not to do those things or get involved in those things,
1: not to get another speeding ticket.
0: Yeah. Never getting another speeding ticket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you haven't gotten one since then. I bet. Nope.
0: Not, not one since then. Nope. <laughs> Clean. Clean record. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, just to, I mean, just to, to wrap things up, uh, you know, heading into senior year, I know you've got some great things ahead of you going into the medical field. Um, but, but staying in the present moment, I mean, what do you want? you know, say, say we're to talk in May when we get to the end of the season, what do you want uh, people to remember Maris Bowens for at SIU?
0: Yeah, I want to, this year, especially I've kind of reflected on it a lot. And, and I think of more as, as kind of the legacy, but also for my personal growth is, is I just want to go out there and have fun. Obviously if, if I don't decide to play next year, this is my last season ever playing softball. And that's been, that's been my life ever since I was three or four. So, um, I think going into it, I just want to have an open mind, um, on the field, off the field, obviously with the friendships I've formed and, and I want to, I want to leave an impact of, you know, I want to be that player that, that people look up to and say, Hey, like, you know, she gave it her all this last season. She gave it her all while she was playing. Um, but she also had fun while she was doing it. And, and I want, I want people to understand that, that softball is, is a place, a happy place for me. It's, it's something that, that it helps me take my mind off of, you know, the stresses of school and, and different life things. And, and it's something that, that I hope no one ever takes for granted because there's so many people that, that don't get to play this sport. And. And I'm just fortunate to be able to, you know, put on my cleats every day and go out on that softball field and give it my all every day. And, and I think, I think just this season, it's really going to be about having fun, um, embracing every little moment, every good time, every bad time, understanding, you know, that obviously after this year or next year, whenever it may be that, you know, when softball's over, obviously my career is going to come next. Um, but I want to be able to take softball with me and, and help me grow as a person, um, overall in my career and, and, just in life in general. And I know, I know Carrie and Jen and Kenzie and, and all the coaches and all, you know, my parents, my grandparents, everyone that's kind of helped me along the way. I've, I've already kind of grown, um, as a softball player and as a person just from the sport. Um, but I want to really, really embrace every second of it and really soak in every, every fun moment, just because. Um, one day it's all going to be gone and I'm not, I'm not going to get that opportunity to, to play softball again. So I just want everyone to remember, to remember to, you know, on those, on those days that are struggling and, and you have to get up at 6am for weights. It's all worth it because, because at the end of the day, the sport, the sport gives back to you and, and it's given me so many memories, so many friends, so many, so many travel experiences that, that I'll have for a lifetime.
1: And you haven't stopped smiling that it's game week ever since we started.
0: I haven't. I'm so excited. I, I really cannot contain my excitement. And, and I'm so excited for each and every one of us girls. Um, uh, we've been working so hard, um, not just for these, you know, these past few weeks, but pretty much for 11 months now, um, with COVID, we're just ready to get back on the field. We're ready to compete again. Um, it's what we live and die for. So, Um, we're just so, so excited. We can't wait for 8 AM on Thursday to roll around and get on that bus and, and head down to Mississippi. So.
1: Yeah. Get into the sunshine. That's a, that's an added bonus too.
0: Yeah. Always. (laughs) Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks so much for the time and and sharing part of your story. I, I know there are people out there probably inspired by how upbeat you are about all the things you've gone through. So, uh, it's, it's great to learn more about you Maris.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, and I look forward to uh, playing and, and, um, I really appreciate you, you asking me to get on here tonight. So
1: for sure. We'll be there to watch when uh, you guys are back home, February 26th. That's two weeks away. Can't believe it. Um, that's Maris Bolins here on the Saluki standards podcast. Salukis, uh, start their season Friday in Mississippi.